Welcome everyone to Two Brain Radio. It is our mission at Two Brain to provide 1 million entrepreneurs the freedom to live the life that they choose. Join us every week as we discover the very best practices to achieve perfect day and move you closer to wealth. Everybody hates their insurance company until they need their insurance company. My insurance recommendation is Von Vernon of Affiliate Guard. Before I get into this story, I want to make it clear here that I don't get any kickback for recommending Vaughn, but I've done it so many times. Whenever anybody online asks a question about insurance companies, I always say Affiliate Guard. Here's why. Years ago, when we affiliated with CrossFit, my insurance company dumped me, uh, citing quote-unquote tractor pulls that we were going to be doing, whatever the hell that is. I've never pulled a tractor in my life. Um, I've driven lots of tractors, and I can tell you, I don't think I could pull one if I wanted to, but that's besides the point. At that time, the person who swooped in and saved CrossFit gyms in Canada was Joanne Legal. And if you're in Canada, I recommend talking to her, period. You don't have to talk to her first. You don't have to talk to her last. Just talk to her, period. If you're in the States, though, I recommend Affiliate Guard because... The program that I get through Joanne in Canada is really, really awesome and all-inclusive. Joanne's personality, though, is what keeps me with their company. In the States, Affiliate Guard is run by Von Vernon, a massive personality, a crossfitter, a jiu-jitsu guy. He drives dirt bikes. He has good-looking kids, all that stuff, and his policy is the best. It's really, really tough to tell when you're reading your policy if the benefits are the same as someone else's because they obscure stuff on purpose. It's just like taxes. However, when I'm looking at my policy, I ask myself, will that guy get up in the middle of the night and help me out? This weekend was a great example of Vaughn's personality. One of my friends and clients down in Florida had their garage door smashed open by a Mustang that was doing donuts in the parking lot. And they texted me at 6 a.m. on a Sunday and I wanted to help. So I texted Vaughn. He's two hours behind me and he responded right away. Your insurance company is not going to do that. As I said at the start of this, everybody hates their insurance company until they need insurance. And when you do need insurance, you want them to answer the damn phone on a Sunday morning. And you want to talk to the head man and you just want to know everything's going to be okay. With Affiliate Guard, it is. Every year, the CrossFit Games reaches out to affiliates and people to sign up for the Open. This is the first step to get into the CrossFit Games to award the fittest people on earth. A lot of boxes have a lot of members sign up for the Open. I know in mine, we have, I'd say, at least 50% to even 70% sign up for this. Now, we track their workouts every single week, and of course, they have judges, but there's no sense of community in just that. It's them against however many people signed up for the Open. Whether they're in a special age bracket or they're going for team, they're competing against those people. But we can create a fun event out of this that brings the community closer together. On this episode, I talked to Mike Lejarn, who is the creator of Echelon, which is a scoring system that brings the community together, and they focus in on the intramural open. During this episode, we talked to Mike about why people should be caring about the intramural open within their gym and why it's so important for their community to be part of this, what they need to know about the steps taken throughout the intramural open, along with what is the reopen and how is it ran. Enjoy the episode. All right. I'm here with Mike Lejarn. I hope I pronounced that correctly, Mike. Please always correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, welcome to the show. 
Yeah, I appreciate it. It was hey, it was it was a valiant effort. Mike Lejeune, it's close. <laughs> Lejeune. Lejeune. So we wanted to kind of dig into this intramural open. Two brain gyms definitely know about it. Um, and it's starting to become more of uh, other gym owners finding out about the intramural open. But I kind of want to dig dig into it. So if you could give us a little bit of background of what what is the intramural open and kind of what have you done with it to to really progress it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, honestly, I, I consider the intramural open the, the best event, the highlight that we do all year long for, for our gym. Uh, and it really started about four or five years ago. I saw Chris Cooper had put out this intramural open guide. And I was like, man, what is this thing? And I think the first year I read through it, I was like, okay, that seems like cool. But I didn't really do anything with it. And then I finally took the leap. And it's it's amazing. And basically, the easiest way to explain it is it, it takes something that CrossFit's gyms all over the world do and really makes it something relevant to everyone in your gym. Because the struggle that I had was, you know, I knew that myself and, and none of the members of my gym were going to qualify for regionals, which don't even exist anymore. And so what I found myself struggling is well, why, you know, I want my people to do it to be part of that that overall community, but but why? Like, yay, you can figure out if you're in 23,000th place or 24,000th, like that doesn't really matter. And so what the intramural open does is it gives everyone a chance to contribute to a team. And I think at the highest level, basically what happens is, you know, you have a couple teams in your gym, some sort of way you draft athletes to each one of the teams. And simply by just participating, they can earn points for their team. They can um, earn additional points by bringing enough spirit. And there's some other opportunities along the way. So it really just kind of takes over the gym. And and yeah, it's, it's the open's already special as it is, but the intramural open really takes it to that next level. Okay. And I asked that, I, I, we've ran this uh, for many years now, and I, I love the intramural open and what it does, but I think we need to definitely address every kind of almost the timeline. What, what are the details? What kind of goes throughout this process to, uh, to build the intramural open and to really get the full engagement uh, of the gym? So let's start from the very beginning. What, what is the first steps that if somebody's taking on the intramural open this year that they actually need to do? Yeah, great question. So honestly, it all starts with just pumping the idea in your gym. Um, so what I find is you need a good two or three weeks to just kind of pump up uh, what the intramural open is and why people should care about it. And so, you know, so we've been doing that for the last couple of weeks. And then, you know, you really, your next step is have somewhere for people to sign up. So in years past, the way we would do it is, hey, as soon as you sign up for the actual CrossFit Open through CrossFit, you're you're kind of registered for our intramural open. And then we would basically print off all the names uh, and then that would lead to draft night. But now what we do um, since we launched our, our Echelon software to support the intramural open is we actually have a separate link that I send out to all of my my members. And, you know, basically by two weeks before the open. So it'll be I think that's what a week from this coming Thursday, I believe. We have a draft night. So basically every single person that has registered on our platform for my gym is eligible for the draft. And then basically we just put their names in a hat and at random, we kind of assign them to different teams. And what we do ahead of time is we go ahead and figure out, all right, what are the, so what we have like three teams. What are the kind of the top three most motivational, fun people in the gym? And we make them team captains because it's really your team captains are, are going to be the drumbeat for this entire event, all five weeks or six weeks, depending on how you do it. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, we assign them as team captains and then we pick 
people at random on draft night. And then that's when I really, I consider the fun begins. So then it's recruitment period. So between that draft night and that Monday night of the, that the first workout scores are due, teams have the, the option to go out and recruit other people for their team. So why would they want to do that? Well, the cool part is by simply just completing a workout and entering in your score, you earn a point for your team. So logic will follow that the bigger team you have, the more points you can earn. And so what we do during that recruitment period is, is follow exactly what Coop had suggested for years is basically we start off with a little cap on those teams. So let's say I might start off, all right, each team can fill out to 15 or 20 people. As soon as every team has hit that cap, then we raise the cap for everyone. And what that does, that just prevents one team from being just completely lopsided, you know, because if one team has 50 people and another team only has 20, you're just really not going to have that competitive balance as you go along throughout those five weeks. So there's the recruitment period and then the fun begins, right? So you've got, you know, each week you've got your workout that gets released by, by HQ. And then what we do is we just build out different events. When we first started, we would do like Friday night lights each night, I mean, each, uh, each week. But what we learned is, is five Friday nights in a row is it's a bit much both for participants and and especially for the staff. And so where we pivoted the last couple times that worked out great is we kind of mixed it. So we have a couple Friday night lights. We did a Thursday night live announcement where the head coach and I went head to head. I did not win, but uh, what was actually really cool is we we did that. We broadcast that on Facebook Live, and we actually had I think it was close to like a thousand people watch it from like all over the globe because we had different you know different visitors over the years that have popped in. So that actually ended up being a really cool marketing thing for us. And then we do um, like a Sunday fun day where we wake up early, knock out the workout. And then afterwards, we do like a little brunch with mimosas and stuff like that. And then I know really where kind of the timeline ends. We don't do this anymore, but I know some gyms do is they'll add like a six workout that could be something fun, like an escape room or floor hockey or, or something like that. What I found is you just kind of have to gauge your audience. So I did that one year. And by the time we got to that sixth week, people were just so tired. I mean, we all love each other, but like we were just ready to just go on with our regular training, regular community stuff. So we don't do that anymore. But I know a lot of gyms have had success doing that. So basically the start would be, I mean, you're advertising for this. We are pushing out that, hey, we're going to be doing the intramural open, getting the coaching, the staff ready for it. Um, And then you go into that draft day, like you said, or draft night. And that's where you guys are basically, you have your team captains, which it sounds like from what you said, and I know we've done this, is you don't have the RX athletes usually be the team captains. It's usually the cheerleaders of the gym, the people that are just amazing to be around and, and be part of the community. Usually, you usually choose those guys. Yeah, that's am I correct on that? A hundred percent right. Because it's, I mean, yes, there's a there's a competitive nature to what we're doing, but at the end of the day, it's just to have a good time. Now, if you have RX athletes that happen to be the drumbeat of of your of your box, awesome. But it's it's really it's the energy that's important, not not how good of an athlete they are. Gotcha. And then from there, we got everyone recruited or they've they've gotten drafted to a team and then they start that recruitment process, like you said, of getting those those people. And and as every team, let's say we cap it at 15, everyone gets 15. Okay, now we can go to 20. Now we can go to 25 as as they progress it. But keeping it even, which makes complete sense to me. Yeah. And I I think one learning I had with that, too, is um, what we're going to do this year. And we're not going to publicize this part, but. Before we do the live draft, I'm going to give captains the option to like do an actual like, you know, first couple picks 
Um, that way it, it kind of distributes some of our better athletes. Cause what happened to us, uh, we ran like a, what we called the reopen in October as like, uh, all right, we've got six months until, <laughs> until the open let's, let's do one now and kind of see where you're at. And what happened, it just so happened that the, the luck of the draw put like our top six athletes on the same team, which then just kind of put me in a weird position to like, you know, trade people. So what we're doing this time is I'm going to allow, you know, just like a regular draft where, you know, someone gets the first pick, someone gets a second, someone gets a third, and then we're going to snake it back. So you can each pick like two athletes to kind of distribute that competitive balance a little bit. And then we'll go live and we're not going to tell anyone who was first pick or anything like that. Then we'll go live and do it at random. Wow. Okay. That's uh, that's, that's pretty interesting and a cool way of, uh, of kind of changing it up to make sure it still stays kind of fair across the board. Yep. And I tell you, um, I've been doing a lot of calls with, with owners lately, just about the software and stuff like that. And we, and we, we kind of talk this stuff and one interesting thing, uh, I think Coop's gym is doing it. What they're doing is they're actually they're drafting every single member in the gym, not just those that signed up. So then what it is, is basically you have to go out and recruit to get those people to actually sign up. So I think that's kind of a cool way to even get more people engaged because then it really puts the peer pressure on. So I thought that was a really cool wrinkle that they're doing. I don't know if we're going to do that or not, but it, it just sounded like a really cool wrinkle that I like. That's and it was funny that it got brought up this year because we actually did that that same exact thing last year. We drafted every single person in the gym, whether they signed up for the open or not, yeah. just to really kind of get everybody involved. And even those people that would show up maybe twice a week right. or or three times a week that they knew they were important and part of a team, uh, and it kind of got them to come in and and kind of really get Friday Night Lights what the amount of attention it deserves with all the athletes going and the excitement and everything. Oh, that's awesome. So I guess the next question would be, you talked about it before that everyone gets a point. What exactly would this whole point system look like? Yeah. So there's a couple of ways that you can do it. What I think is really funny about this is we've probably, we've probably all seen that. Like if you just tell people they're competing, it doesn't even matter for what. So this point system is just a way to gamify things to, to basically get the behavior that you want, which the whole reason we do this is to build community. But what's also really neat is you can also use it to, to kind of drive um, marketing and things like that in your gym. So kind of the basics in the standard piece are by just by just completing the workout and submitting your score, you can earn a point for your team. So, you know, if you have 50 people on your team and all 50 people complete that workout and earn, then your team already has 50 points out of the gate. Then you can award points. Uh, what's very common is to award three points for someone that finishes in the top three division in their division. It really is kind of up to you how you do the division. So when I had two gyms and I mean, we had hundreds of people, I was able to actually make like a, a men's 40 plus and then a men's open, a women's 40 plus and a women's open. So that just gave more opportunities for people to actually contribute from a, you know, a, a performance standpoint to their team. And then, um, we also give out points for, you know, call it uh, the Spirit Award each week. So, you know, I, I remember we had this one team. They all came dressed as pirates and they brought like banners and stuff. And so it's just that's the kind of stuff that, that's memorable. It creates great pictures and just a lot of fun. And so we use that gamification ele- element of points to reward those people. So that's that's kind of the standard but what we started to realize is that those points, even though like people don't even really care what the, the prize is at the end, <laughs> um, they just want to win. But so those points become very valuable. So then what we started doing is one week we said, all right, you have an, op- you have an opportunity to earn an extra point if you leave us a Google review. 
And so all of a sudden we went from having like, you know, 12 Google reviews to like 50. And of course they were all five stars. And, and so then that helps the gym, you know, you can do the same thing with checking in or, you know, whatever it is. So that's really when I've been on these phone calls with different owners running this, that's kind of what I, I counsel them is, Hey, look, like use this currency of these points in a way to keep benefiting your gym, even outside of just this experience. That's awesome. I mean, and, and it's providing the gym with uh, with marketing from a standpoint of not only are you having your best, I mean, your clients, your best people reviewing you, yeah. but then like you said, they don't really care about the end goal, yeah. but more of getting those points, whether they're arbitrary or not. If you said there were 50 points for every Google review or not, they just see it as I need to get more points for my team absolutely. and it, uh, it kind of pushes them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you can even take that even further of like, all right, hey, film, uh, you know, answer these questions and, and do a quick film of a testimonial for us and earn 30 points. You know, the, the, the limits are really just your imagination. Yeah, no, I and that's actually, that's a really, really good point there too. I think we've done some where it was like a Facebook review was a point. If they signed up for a 30 minute PT session with a coach, that was like 10 extra points or something bigger yeah. um, because they were going to have to pay money for it. Right. But we kind of started doing that and, and producing all different ways for them to get points. Now, is there a reason behind the point system of not giving like RX athletes, somebody that let's, let's said one the rx or the top three we give them three points but why that isn't such a big number why why isn't it that those rx athletes are put up more on a pedestal than anyone else because honestly it's just not what it's about you know it's uh yeah you want to you know you want to them going hey you're a great athlete like yeah you should be able to earn a little bit more but you know for us i want to put more focus on participation and getting into the community because that's why we do it versus, hey, you're a great athlete. Because those athletes know they're good. And it's, you know, it's trying to be in an inclusive environment for, versus an exclusive. So by just, you know, by minimizing that by just like three points, it still kind of throws him a bone and rewards him for their good for performance and all their hard work that's led up to that. But it also doesn't make it so lopsided that, you know, Joe that just joined the gym yesterday is like, well, all right, I, there's no way I'm going to add 30 points by being top three. So this is kind of ridiculous, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that that makes sense. And that's why I got to got to ask the questions, right? Yeah. Scheduling wise with with having these opens. Now, we know we get them released on uh, on Thursday nights is is usually when they do the release. Right. And you said something that was that I thought was really cool is that you guys would do a Facebook live event with you and the head coach going against each other on Thursday nights. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things we throw in there, because, I mean, even before the intramural open, I mean, you know how the open goes, right? Like week one, there's all this excitement, butterflies in the stomach. Everyone's geared up. Week two is pretty much the same. By the time you get to week three, you're like, I kind of wish this was just a three-week thing. And then weeks four and, and five, you're kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm just ready to get this over. And so, you know, as I had mentioned, we just found that doing those five Friday nights in a row were really, really tough. So I'm like, all right, what's something that we can do that would be fun and different and wouldn't even necessarily require people to come to the gym, but still be a neat event. And so like, you know, let's just use technology. And so, you know, it worked out really well. So now that's one of the events that we planned. So what I like to do is I like to toss that in there in week four, because, you know, by the time you've done three weeks of events, people are kind of ready to, you know, recoup and recover a little bit. And then that way we can go into the fifth and final week with a lot more energy. So we usually do it week four and it's not always like me and the head coach, but I, you know, 
I might choose two of our better athletes or I might just two athletes that I know that people are going to care about to watch them go head to head and then just stream that bad boy and, and get a lot of, you know, get a lot of views on it yeah. really well. Nice. That's a that's a good take on it too, with keeping up that momentum throughout that series. Because not only uh, do the athletes kind of get okay, I'm ready. I'm kind of ready for this to be done. But I definitely know the staff kind of gets that way with setting everything up, absolutely and trying to get everything ready. That they love it, but it does take a lot of work. It does take a lot of effort. So yes. that would definitely push them. Now, one of the other things you said with kind of that that Friday night lights that you guys do, you guys actually do something afterwards. Could you kind of? dig into that of, Hey, if they can't make it on Friday, what's, what's the other options for them? Yeah. So what we do, um, we run it. So they announced it on Thursday. We, we actually run the workout every single class on, on Fridays, but then we add like extra open gym times on Saturday and Sunday. We're, we're not a huge open gym gym, but that's, you know, that's kind of a, a whole nother topic, but yeah. we open up extra time just cause I don't want there ever to be an excuse of, I didn't, you know, I was traveling or like, I didn't have time to get that in. And then, cause you know, I, I want participation. So I don't want that to ever be an excuse. And then even on Mondays, what we do is sometimes we'll split the class. So, you know, we'll ask anyone, all right, does anyone need to either, redo it or do it for the first time. And we'll set you up after we warm up together and, and rock and roll there. Very nice. Okay. Now with, with doing these, the open workouts and stuff like that, I know our friends over at Forever Fierce do an amazing job with really kind of pushing the gym itself into this intramural opener, even into the open, because we all know we can jump on CrossFit game site and, and buy an open shirt that says, Hey, I'm part of this open, but really to kind of really push in on how amazing the gym is. And like with the intramural open forever fierce does t-shirts. And I think it's really cool that they do that. I I know I definitely do it. We do it every single year. We have them create our t-shirts because it just creates that unique, like, Oh, that person did the open this past year. They did the open three years ago and they have that shirt still almost like a Jersey for that. Absolutely. their, Their team. Now, what kind of happens now, you guys have the point system, and this is, I think, where we kind of get into the amazing software that you've created to really uh, track this information from the Intermural Open and, and other things, of course. But how exactly is it that you guys track after each week the, the point system and then kind of the leaderboard or anything yeah, like so that? Yeah, so basically, there's kind of, there's really two leaderboards per se, right? So one is you know, where am I as an individual in my division? And then the other is, where is my team overall? And so, um, you know, (laughs) for me, when I used to have two gyms, it was, it was awesome, but a complete headache because I had like the 40 and over division, both men's and women's, but then I also had two gyms. So then what I had to do was go on, you know, the, the main site for game for, you know, the CrossFit games. And then like, download everyone's score, put that in some sort of Excel spreadsheet, remember who was in what division and then who was on what team. And it was just like, it was a disaster. I I remember, I think I was paying a coach, like by the time we were done with the whole thing, I was paying a coach somewhere between like 25 and 30 hours to do all of it. And then the problem was, you know, of course, as soon as scores are in on Monday night, athletes start texting you and they want to know by, you know, 802 Eastern time. Um, exactly where they stand. You're like, bro, I need, I need like three or four hours to pull all this stuff together. So we wouldn't get it out till Wednesday sometimes. And it was just such a disaster. So that kind of like inspired the whole software thing. And so now it's awesome because it's honestly, as soon as you put the scores in, it knows what division they're in. It knows what team they're on. And it just literally instantaneously um, calculates all that stuff. 
So it just, it's awesome. So now I don't get any texts or anything like that anymore. People just go to the website and it's there and it's so much easier. So it basically allows, you're saying it allows the members to basically do the work by putting in their information, putting in what division they're in, teams and everything, and and then their scores. So it allows you to kind of as a gym owner, the business owner, sit back and, and not have to worry about you or a coach or yeah, staff. I mean, doing the this. reality is, as soon as like, as soon as you've hosted the draft, your work as an owner is, I would call it 95% done because what happens is, is when athletes are registering for your competition through our software, they have to choose which division they're in. So by doing that, the software knows, okay, you know, Joe is in the, you know, men's 40 plus division. And then um, what's really neat is you can actually create your teams on, on the software platform and then assign a team captain. So as as soon as you sign that team captain, the team captain can now basically pick from a pool of free agents. So it's smart enough to know, all right, Joe hasn't been picked yet, so he's available to be picked. And so the captain can go ahead and add Joe, update the team. So you as the owner don't, don't have to, because that was always a struggle for me is, you know, I would get a text from someone, okay, I added these four people and then I'd have to go and cross check. Okay, well, did these four people actually sign up yet? Well, now there's none of that. It's just, okay, well, Joe hasn't signed up, so he can't be added. So that's kind of on you. And then the other thing that's neat is I used to have problems enforcing the caps on the teams. Well, now the software does it for you. So I just set the cap, initial cap of like, call it 20 people. So you physically, that team captain cannot physically add a 21st person until I go back in the system and up the caps. So it's just, it really just kind of automates everything. And then um, what we do, what we're, what we're doing this go round is we haven't built in the functionality yet for, for each individual put in their own scores. There's just a lot of permissions and stuff that go into that. And I just didn't want to bite off that scope yet. So what we do is anyone that's, that's considered a judge actually can, can enter in scores. So all we do is we just have our team captains register as a judge as well. And so... Yeah. And so then what we'll do is oh, okay. when athletes are turning in their score sheets, um, so we have three teams, we're just going to have three separate bins. And so, you know, if Joe is on Katie's team, Joe's going to put his scorecard in Katie's box. And so then Monday night, Katie's going to grab those, take 10, you know, five, 10 minutes or whatever it is to enter in all of her team scores. And as soon as she does that, click save, boom, all the individual standings are updated, updated, all the team standings are updated. And really the only thing you have to do as an owner is if there's additional points that you're adding to a team, there's a like a little spot for you to put that in there. So if Katie's team wins this won the Spirit Award and you want to add 10 points, there's like a little spot for you to go in for week one and add 10 points. Excellent. That's a, and that's that was gonna be my follow-up question was those additional points. So that's that's perfect. Now we get through all of the opens, but the opens are only five weeks and you stated something about a six week. What, yeah, what so exactly what, uh, is that what some week? gyms do, they'll kind of use like a week six to do something as almost like a, as like a finale. Think of it that way. And it's, it's typically not like a traditional CrossFit workout. It's just something kind of fun. Um, even oftentimes outside the gym. So, it, you know, it could be, uh, as I mentioned, I, I think Coop did like a, an escape room where they did team versus team, whoever got out the quickest or whatever it is. Some people do like broom ball or, I mean, you can do, you know, bring out the Wii and, or PlayStation, whatever the gaming systems are these days and like, you know, do something like that. So it's just something that's like a, hey, it's been a great five or now six weeks. Let's do a big party and do something a little different to get us out of just, you know, CrossFit mode and, and put a good little stamp on on this year's Open. Okay, so basically, uh, it would it would allow them uh, a new 
open workout, but right. not not your standardized workout, which is which is kind of cool. I mean, like what you said with Chris doing escape room last year, which I heard amazing things about. I know we did not we did not do a sixth workout, but I think this year we definitely will because it just gives everyone to me, at least from what I've seen, it gives everybody a new spin on the open, but the intramural open as well on, hey, we're not just going to be talking about fitness here. And like, I like the escape room as an idea because it's working on that mental capacity and the benefits of what CrossFit can do overall for your health, not just uh, your physical health, but your mental health. So I thought that was yeah, really absolutely. cool spin that Chris did. Now, with everyone, we get we get through all six weeks, we get the points, the points spread out as necessary, and we have a winner. What happens then? What do we, yeah, what do, we I do mean, with the winner? That's where your imagination can come in, right? As I say, what's funny is what I found is that the prize almost doesn't matter because <laughs> they just, they just want to compete and win. That's, that's the funny part. So it really depends. I mean, one thing that I, that I've actually thought about starting is like a, you know, almost like a Stanley cup type trophy where we'll get like a big, like, you know, box champion trophy and, and engrave the team name each time. I know some gyms actually put up huge banners with the team picture on there, which is, I always think that I like that a lot because, you know, at the end of the day, like we're human, we love to see, see ourselves. And that's just a really cool little bright spot. That's something that members will probably snap a photo of, share it on Facebook, things like that. You know, it's really, it's just kind of, uh, really, it's, it's your imagination. Like how, how far do you want to go with it? You know? Yeah, definitely. I know last year, that's actually what we did is we, uh, we put a banner and you're right. People don't care about what uh, what the actual uh, prize is, but when you do something like that and their name is up on the wall and they can point to their friends when they come in that, hey, I was part of that team or this and that, it definitely it adds a new energy into them as a member, but into the class, into the gym, into yeah, it's, who they I, I'm glad you said that. It's it's interesting. And you know, when I when I talk with folks and like, you know, should we do the intramural open? I, I remember even, I saw a post the other day where it's like, does it really drive revenue for my gym. Um, one of the things that I'm actually going to track this year is I want to track the correlation between the people that participate in this stuff and how long they retain versus the ones that don't. And, you know, I'm not necessarily think, saying that these things cause them to stay longer. I, you know, I think there probably is a correlation because the flip side of that is, all right, well, if this isn't causing them to stay longer, at least it's going to help me identify those people that might not. You know, so I think that's a really good component that you just talked about of, you know, it kind of reinvigorates them and gives them the reason to stay that, you know, it just, that just kind of pops to the top of my head. So I just want to bring that up. I, I think that's a really, really important thing for the open is, is that business reason of just driving retention as well. Very true. And I mean, and that's the name of the game, right? We want to keep these people long-term and, and making sure they're getting healthier and, and happier and living uh, the life that they choose which I think go, correlates too with being able to provide like goal review sessions or goal yeah, setting sessions. Absolutely. That time. Um, it, it's funny. Something that we've, we've had a lot of success with um, is we do goal setting and measurements every eight weeks and we've been killing it. Cause you know, the, the basic concept was if you think about people that like, even people that are on the couch and they train for a race, you know, that race has a very definitive time. So it's, you know, test day is coming <laughs> regardless if you're studying or not. And so what I, what I found is, you know, any athletes that are training for a Spartan race or a half marathon or whatever it was, they were so, they they were like just always sticking to their program. And so we do that like every eight weeks now. And we said, okay, look, test day is in eight weeks. It can be, all right, we're going to be testing your pull up or, you know, whatever it is. And that's why we actually ran another intramural open in October is that was our way of saying, all right, 
Um, test day is that open. And then afterwards, we followed up immediately with a goal setting session, followed by I did like a six week only program that we sold out in like 24 hours. You know, it was like an extra 250 a person. It was it was awesome. And then all these other clinics and stuff. So it's a really it's a really cool thing to do is follow this up with goal setting and clinics to just keep your members interested, drive revenue and just, you know, it's tough once you've done this stuff for a long time. I mean, yeah, it's constantly very functional movements, but it's kind of the same 25, 30 movements over and over again. So to find ways to keep re-inspiring them to show up is just huge. Yeah. And you're, and you're right. I mean, the first, I think the first few years we all do CrossFit, it's, it's all new things, getting PRs, but eventually it kind of peters out to just being the same 25, 30 movements, just in different ways. So I could definitely see yeah, that and, uh, definitely you know being I, the benefit. You know, just remember like the reason why people walk through your doors is not going to be the same reason of why they're going to stay. Right. So if, you know, if, if Joe came in cause he wanted to drop 25 pounds before his son's wedding, well, all right, he drops his 25 pounds, his son has a wedding. So now what? Right. And so I think that whole goal setting process and that constant measurement gives them that why. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. You mentioned something just recently and you said in the beginning too, but I kind of want to get clarity to everyone out there that is listening. You said the reopen. What exactly is the reopen? Yeah, great question. Or how do you well, this year, it? you pretty much won't have a choice since we have two opens. <laughs> yeah. So what we, true, what we did, this true. is the first time we did it. We just, uh, we did that in October of 18. So just a few months ago, it, think of it as like midterms, right? So you know how it is. Everyone finishes the open and you have athletes like, oh man, if I just had double unders better this year, I would have gotten to that next round and jumped up, you know, 10,000 spaces or gosh, if I just had my, my first muscle up or, you know, if I could, if I could snatch better, whatever it is. Right. So everyone's all motivated. So they, you know, they go out the gates for a couple of weeks. Great. They're focused on it. And then what a month and a half later, two months later, three months later, you hit summer. They don't have that emotional connection to that result that they did during the open. So they kind of forget about it. So what we did was, okay, well, we're going to test you again six months later to just kind of reestablish that emotional connection with um, you wanting to be better at certain movements. And A, hey, let's test. Maybe you're there. But B, if not, we want to reawaken that motivation and then help you get there in time for the open. Um, Also, from a business standpoint, you know, same kind of things of goal setting and then driving those extra things to, to drive up arm apply as well. So it really works out both great from a business standpoint and, and for member goals. Awesome. And I think that's a, that's a huge point that a lot of gym owners forget about is it, even if you do the intermirror opener, if you don't and you guys do a Friday night lights or whatever, whatever the gym does for the open to really get that re-engagement from your, from your membership six months later of, hey, maybe you were staying on top of it and it, it's showing uh, but maybe you're not. Maybe you're not staying on top of what you needed to do. And um, this kind of uh, amplifies the the understanding of that. And maybe that's where a goal review comes into play where could possibly lead somebody into a nutrition program or PT or some hybrid of, uh, of all of that because they realize, wow, I thought I was doing really well, but maybe I'm not. Or this the opposite of that of they really were working on it. They were working with a coach here and there. They're working on their nutrition with your with your staff and they really get to see the benefits, which helps podium them and uh, give them that, hey, this is, yeah, absolutely. This is the right and place keep for in me. mind too, I mean, when you're doing the reopen, it's not it's no longer headquarters picking the workouts for you. So what we did is that was actually during our test period. So we had like five or six gyms testing us out. We gave them programming to make it really easy, but I mean, if you know you're 
your membership as a whole has weak spots, I mean, you and you can have the authority and the power to choose workouts that illustrate those weak spots and bring those out. So you know that you're going to reawaken that. So that's, that's kind of the cool part is you have a lot more control versus when we do just the regular open and, you know, headquarters is releasing the workouts. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. I didn't, uh, I never even thought of the ability to change, change up what, what you're doing for the reopen. That's a, that's a really good point. Now let's kind of shift gears a little bit. Let's kind of talk a little bit about the software. So what is the software? Kind of already talked about a little bit of the benefits of it, but I'm sure we can dive into a little bit more because uh, I'm pretty sure that this software doesn't just have to be utilized for the open. It can be yeah, utilized so, for other um, things. It, it will be. So it, it actually has functionality to do, you know, any, you know, any kind of team or individual competition. But what I did this year is, is, and really why I designed it is, is to meet that unmet need of run intramural opens and make it so much easier. So really what I'm doing right now is I'm only taking intramural open folks so I can just focus, me and my team, just focus on them and delivering a really good experience. And then as soon as the open's over, then we're going to open up the, uh, you know, the ability to run regular team and individual competitions as well. Excellent. When, and, and you said, Hey, we're going to be running the intramural open through this software, but we all know that we can use .com as well. Do you have people, do you say, Hey, use both? Do you say, Hey, use one or one or the other? Um, I know you mentioned earlier too, the, the frustrations, which I, I ran into, I think every single year we've done an intramural open is that whole tedious part of putting the, the workouts in and then figuring out the points and who's on top and who's done these things. And really, just making sure we calculate everything. Yeah, um, that's what do you that's kind a of suggest? Uh, I've been having a lot of conversations with owners about this. It's funny because even me personally, I, I'm like emotionally split because you know I'm CrossFit through and through. I've been doing this for oh my gosh, I don't know, eight nine years now. And so there's such a big part of me that's like, yeah, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna pay my twenty bucks. I'm gonna sign up through CrossFit just to be part of that global community. Me as an athlete, I really don't care. Like, I don't even look at the leader. I just, I don't care. And a lot of my athletes don't either. So I'm actually kind of changing my tune a little bit this year. You know, it's, it's actually a, a pretty unique opportunity for us as gyms to, to generate revenue. What I'm actually doing, and what I'm finding just with the gyms I've been working with, I would say probably 75% of people are doing this. They are really prioritizing the intramural part and signing up kind of through our platform, even over... Um, the CrossFit platform itself. So, you know, what I'm communicating to my athletes is, Hey guys, we're doing this intramural open again. As you know, it take, you know, we put a lot of effort into the, into this. So, you know, our fee is, you know, we're going to be charging 25 bucks. You can sign up through echelon. And then, you know what, like if you guys want to be part of, of that global CrossFit scoreboard, cause I will have some athletes, athletes that are go ahead and sign up for that too. What I'm doing personally is I'm going to give those guys a discount code as well. Cause you know, they're going to be dropping 45 bucks just to kind of throw my bone, show them that I, you know, I recognize they're shelling out additional money and then kind of going that way. Cause it's just, you know, what I find is probably about 65, 75% of my athletes really don't care about the global leaderboard. And so for those guys to, you know, have to sign up for both, like, I don't want to require them to do that. That makes sense. That makes sense. And I think that's a majority of gyms. Uh, that's like 70 to 80 to even 90% right. of the people that are in the gym don't care about about that, but they do care about this intramural open and, and being able to do something fun within uh, the gym where they normally just come exactly. and work out and leave and that kind of thing. Now, what's the what's the pricing look like? So I, I think from what I've read uh, that you have two different pricing yeah, options exactly. for So uh, um, the owners. default is, is for gym owners, it's free. So the, if you think about kind of what happens these days when you buy 
tickets to whether it's a you know ball game or a concert or whatever, you know, the ticket price might be okay. It's you know seventy bucks to go you know to go to whatever sporting event, and when you go to checkout, then there's like thirty dollars in these random fees, um, <laughs> and you're like, but you just yeah. you just pay it anyway, right? Very true. <laughs> so that's kind of how I have it set up for default. <laughs> so you know, let's say you know, let's say that you're running your competition, you're going to charge twenty bucks for it. Right. So you set your registration fee as $20. So when your athletes go to checkout, they'll see, you know, registration fee, $20. And then they'll see like additional echelon fee, $4.95. So for a total of $24.95, they'll enter in their credit card information. Boom. Just one checkout. That $4.95 goes to us. And then that registration fee goes, it'll go to the gym. So what we'll do is at the at the end of the open, we basically cash out. And then minus like the 3% ish that uh, we use Stripe as our credit card processor takes out that, you know, then the gym takes all that registration. fee. So that's kind of option one that I'm finding about 90% of gyms that are, that are using us are going with. And that, that really, that's, that's probably the best idea if you're going to charge for your intramural open. What some people are saying, Hey, you know what? I'm telling everyone to sign up um, for through CrossFit as well. So I don't want to charge them additional money to that 20 bucks that they're given to CrossFit. Totally cool. I get that. So you actually have the power to um, set your registration fee at $0. And then what we do is just charge a flat fee of 250 that the owner can pay. And then we go in behind the scenes and we turn off our fee. So then when people register for your competition on the platform, it'll be a $0 registration fee, a $0 echelon fee. And so there's no credit card payments or anything like that. So you have the option. That's pretty cool that uh, they have that option. And then it kind of gives you the the choice of whether you're going to uh, charge for the open or if you're like, hey, you know what? We just want to break even on this. So even if they want to charge maybe the 250 across the board or however they're going to do it, it gives them the kind of that option to to choose how, how they want to exactly. go about the intramural open, which is really nice. Awesome. I think that's all the questions I have for you. If people are interested in, in Echelon and they want to use that software for the open, yeah, what's so, the best um, way to contact you? You can hit me up. It's, uh, it's Mike at Echelon.com. Com and Echelon is E-C-H-E-L-O-N. Awesome. Thank you, Mike, for the time and uh, going through the whole process of what the Intramural Open is. And uh, definitely the software that you've created is going to be uh, super big, I think, within this Intramural Open and what gyms will be able to use in the future, whether that's for the Intramural Open or for uh, competition. So thank you for creating that. Thank you for your time to jump on here. And uh, we will make sure that we link the Two Brain Intramural Open template for awesome. 2019 well, I in you our me show on. notes. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. As always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We greatly appreciate you and everyone that has subscribed to us. If you haven't done that, please make sure you do. Drop a like to the episode, share with a friend, and if you haven't already, please write us a review and rate us on what you think. If you hated it, let us know. If you loved it, even better. See you guys later.